0: Surprise! It's Katie Winton and I'm taking over the Downtime Podcast where I'll be delving deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. Before we get stuck into this week's episode though, here's Chris with some messages from our supporting brands.
1: We are one composites are a long-time supporter of the podcast and have been a huge help in me keeping this thing coming to your ears each week. I've been using their wheels for a long time now and as you'll know, I'm a massive fan. Incredible levels of engineering detail backed up by an amazingly high-quality manufacturing process means these things are beautiful to look at, incredible to ride and very robust. I've never had any issues and have just ridden two days of EWS with limited skill and had zero issues. In fact, I've never had an issue with these wheels to the point where I've not had to show them a spoke key in the whole time I've owned them. If you're looking for a set of carbon wheels from a brand who really cares about making the best products they can and looking after their customers from day one, then We Are One are the ones for you. What's more, as a downtime listener, you can get 15% off any wheel set builds with the Onyx Vespa hubs and all rim-only products until the 31st of July by using the code VESPA15 at the checkout over on weareonecomposites.com. That's VESPA15, V-E-S-P-E-R-1-5, all uppercase, over at weareonecomposites.com. Canyon have recently launched a massively updated version of their all out enduro race bike, the Strive. We're talking 170mm up front, 160 at the back, with a long reach, combined with a pretty short rear end to give you the best of both worlds when it comes to stability and manoeuvrability. The Canyon engineering team have left no stone unturned in the pursuit of creating the fastest race bike possible, making the most of having riders like Jack Moore, Dim Tordo, and Fabian Burrell on hand to test and feedback on every detail. If you've listened to the recent episode where me and a couple of friends spent a few days with the Strive along with the Spectre and the Talk, you'll know we all loved it and were blown away by just how fast it enables you to cover the ground. The suspension is insanely plush but still supportive and able to generate speed and that long cockpit means that it feels super stable even when you're going at Mach 10. The suspension stays really active under braking meaning that this thing slows down like nothing else I've ever ridden and believe me you're going to need to slow it down because this bike is fast. If you want to find out more, then you can head over to Canyon.com now. Stock is limited, but if they don't have the color or size you want, then you can sign up to Stock Alert emails right there on the product page at Canyon.com. All right, back to you, Katie.
0: Thanks, Chris. Do you love this podcast? Well, make sure you never miss another episode by following or subscribing to the show. There should be a button to do that wherever you listen. But if you do need some extra help, Chris has sorted you out with all the major platform buttons over on downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. You can support the show by grabbing yourself some merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. And if you fancy a copy of the beautiful Downtime EP, the biannual mountain bike journal that features all the guests and hot topics from the show created with the misspent summers team, This EP, by the way, is a work of art and perfect for the coffee table or bathroom or wherever you get your peaceful reading time. You can get this by checking out downtownpodcast.com forward slash EP. For everything else, including the show notes from this episode, head to downtownpodcast.com. And one final thing, if you want to get in touch or just keep up with the latest from the podcast, check out at downtownpodcast on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, let's do this. So as you might already know, Chris decided that he wanted to give EWS a go. And over the last six months or so, he's been getting ready for the EWS 100 here in the Tweed Valley. I figure he'd spent enough time asking me questions and delving into my side of the story for the last five years that it was time for the tables to turn. So today I'm asking him questions and we're going to be finding out all about Chris's first ever EWS experience. However, alongside Chris, we're actually going to be joined by Innes Graham as well. A past guest from the show and an ex-World Cup downhill racer, Innes also made the decision to race his first EWS this year. But rather than the 100, he's gone straight in for the pro category. So we'll be chatting to them about their motivations for taking part, the preparation and the race itself, as well as looking at the differences between competing as an amateur and at pro level. So without further ado... Here's Chris and So we are here the Monday after Tweed Valley EWS in Ennis Graham's lovely living room, surrounded by soft furniture, a massage table, <laughs> yeah. a glass chess set and some drying washing. So we are... <laughs> <laughs> Luxury in here. We are very comfortable. Welcome. Yeah. So... I want to, before we get into chatting about the races for both of you, I want to go back to the start because this all begins with a why, why did you decide to embark on this mission of doing an EWS? So for Chris, is this your first EWS?
1: This is my first EWS, yeah. Wow. 100% yeah.
0: Where did that come from? Why did you want to do this?
1: So, um well, I guess I'm a mountain biker first and foremost, right? And, um, the podcast only exists because of the fact that I'm a mountain biker, but I came here last year, um, for the race in October, I think it was early October, um, for the podcast that we were launching EP one, the magazine with the misspent summers guys. And we spent the weekend kind of hanging out in the beer tent or cafes, like working, launching the magazine, writing press releases, all that fun stuff. And, uh, I could see all these bedraggled mountain bikers coming in to get their beer after the practice or the race or whatever. And I was just, you know, we were chatting to them and I just part of me felt guilty. I was like, hang on a minute. I'm a mountain biker. I'm at this amazing event inve- event and I'm, I'm just flitting between the beer tent and cafes. And yeah, we were working, but I just, it felt wrong. Mm. Something, did, something was just like, I feel like I need to be doing this. Not, not kind of mm. sitting on the sidelines. And, um, And I thought about it a bit more and I was like, well, you know, I chat to all these athletes, why not try and put myself through, maybe not exactly the same as what they go through, but something close to, to what they do. And the EDPS 100 was the closest I could get. So I guess that was where the plan was hatched. Um, so I sent a message to my riding buddies from kind of, I guess people that I went to uni with to see if anyone was keen and, uh, Not many were, (laughs) (laughs) but Cy from Kotick was like pretty up for it and he's he's a real good mate and if he gets stuck into something, then I know he, you know, he puts the effort in and gets it done. So yeah, we were like, all right, okay, let's make it happen and it kind of went from there really.
0: Mm. So just really looking to get that rider experience. Yeah,
1: Yeah. just to feel like, uh, just to stay connected with the sport Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's moved on a lot really in the last, well, 15 20 years since I was racing as a young person. <laughs> so yeah, to come back and and have a proper go at an event on that scale was just a challenge that I fancied and also like I was out of shape um unfit and it I know that when I've got an event in the calendar like it really motivates me to to crack on and sort myself out and I was like if I can get fit enough to do that then riding's just going to be better like I'm going to mm. have more fun I can ride longer I can ride better so let's let's do it yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome that's mega well now Mm. we'll go to Innes because I'm really interested Mm in because it's eight years ago you did your last world cup yeah and I listened to your podcast to find out more about what's been going on in in between Mm -hmm. and you talked about racing and you're like oh I'm not you know just not really that competitive (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not and I so I was just like He's not that competitive, but he's coming back to race an EWS in the pro category. Mm. Why? (laughs) (laughs) What's your motivation? Like, where's this come from? You know,
2: Mm, it stemmed back when the EWS was here last year, Mm -hmm. similar to you, Chris. Um, um, Basically, I just didn't want to be working that weekend. So I was like, (laughs) right, how do I get that weekend off? Because it was pretty grim. Um, so the easiest way to make that happen was I'll race it. Uh And then the only way that we agreed that that would be possible within, within work would be if we made it into like a media project and like filmed a little bit of a story about it. And then I came up with the idea that it would actually just be really good to know what it takes to race an EWS as like a feedback and a coaching perspective mm-hmm. for our base students mm-hmm. um so that was originally my motivation was to learn as much as I could, so then I could pass it on to the students that mm-hmm. we have coming up through the ranks through base.
0: Yeah, because that's something that came up quite a lot in your last podcast was how important that was to you and how much more fulfilling it was. Yeah, like, massively. You know, racing is very selfish. We are just here yeah. for ourselves to, <clears throat> to achieve and that giving back to the sport and putting back into it is uh, a big motivation. So it's good to see and understand as well that that's still the motivation because yeah, that's, you know that's a key value clearly for you. Mm-hmm. So like that's still true. Yeah. For why you wanted to race as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It About halfway through the prep, it became a little bit more personal, personal, like internally motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they still go hand in hand, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because ultimately you want to do as well as you can. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because you want to do a good job because that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so with your prep, when did you kind of start? Because obviously you're doing a lot with the base college. So you're writing yeah, right. quite a few days of the week. Yeah. Did you start with a coach? Did you do anything differently to what you kind of normally do?
2: So after the, the idea yeah. came to fruition and we figured out how it would work, um, I can't really do anything by half measures. So <laughs> I... I uh, Reached out to another member of the Dirt School team who Mm -hmm. is actually a strength and conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. His name's Paul and his company is called Ride Strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And I proposed the idea to him. I was like, right, I want to race this EWS Mm -hmm. and try and somehow get in the pro race. However, we make that happen. Um, Let's do it. And Paul was stoked. So we wrote up a plan and got cracking. That was back... Just before Christmas time, so about All the right. normal to start training for a for a for a pro. Yeah,
0: definitely, especially when the season doesn't start till June. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like six months of yeah, prep, exactly. which is meant. And did how did you find it? Was it different to how you trained with for downhill? Like, was there a difference there, or was it similar?
2: Massively different. Yeah. <laughs>
0: nice.
2: Um, when I was racing downhill. I just rode my bike. There was mm-hmm. no structure. I didn't have a, a strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Nobody to like just talk to if I ever had questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like tried to do it as professionally and um to the best of my ability this time around.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Back when I was racing downhill, like I said, I just rode my bike and didn't really have any thought going mm-hmm. into it. Um, So again, this time around, I just wanted to learn as much as I could Yeah. to be able to, inform the students basically nice um so yeah and
0: how did it work fitting and training around your job
2: <clears throat> that's been the hardest thing yeah um obviously i do ride my bike a lot
0: like how many hours are you doing with base college so that's like your work time job but you're yeah. obviously out on your bike so that's already
2: so including training i'd be on my bike 25 hours a week
0: Oof. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a high volume. Yeah.
2: But then I, so normally I just do three days a week with bass on the hill, which mm-hmm. is five hour sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could call those like junk miles if you like. Yeah. Um, because I'm out on the hill, but not really doing any specific mm-hmm. training other than just coaching and obviously writing technical sessions. But that's be- definitely been the hardest thing is to balance the, the structured plan that Paul and I put together Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and not get ill, (laughs) which has happened a couple of times between Christmas and now. Uh,
0: It's always a knife edge, especially Mm -hmm. when you're training well. (laughs) You're literally just on the edge of getting ill all the time.
2: It's been the, that's been the hardest thing for me, Mm. just figuring it out. But again, it's a really good thing to learn and go through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the time management (laughs) and balancing training is also a challenge. It's a challenge for anyone. Yeah. And for you, Chris, you're also balancing a child as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for your prep, so you decide, okay, I'm going to do this race. I want to, you know, stay connected to the sport. I want to put my foot in the ring. Yeah. (laughs) whatever the saying is throw my hat in the ring there we go and now you set out on your prep you've got a lot of things to balance so Mm -hmm. you've done some training and stuff before with those coaches
1: yeah yeah I've done quite a lot over the years like I kind of I understand it and I've Mm -hmm. been I've not been EWS fit in the past but I've been much fitter than I was at that point when we started this little journey
0: yeah so you've made the decision I'm going to go and do this and so who do you contact for training or is this something you took on yourself?
1: So I, I, um, I was already on Ben Plenga, so Strength mm-hmm. Factory's uh, complete MTB programme and I follow it uh, inconsistent, inconsistently mm-hmm. and that's, that's the problem, I guess. And mm-hmm. with having a young child, especially through lockdown, I mean, she would only sleep in the buggy. You're only allowed to leave the house once a day. There was two of us, mm-hmm. that's two walks mm-hmm. a day and that was my... You know, that was the only exercise I was getting for mm-hmm. six months or so. So I'd lost, you know, everything really.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And I'd built it up, back up a little bit through following Ben's program. But, you know, I wasn't doing all the sessions, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, far from doing all the sessions. So, yeah, kind of got in touch with Ben saying, you know, I'm going to use this now fully. I'm going to go through it as much as I can. Like, mm-hmm. are there any tweaks or changes that you'd kind of recommend I make to it to, to make it work for EWS? And he was like nah, like crack on with it see how you're getting on if there's any mm-hmm. if there's any gaps that you feel then we can talk about it but it should be should do a trick for you so yeah we just kind of got stuck into that really and i guess that would have been like sometime in november we sort of got cracking once we were sure we were going to do it and i wasn't um i wasn't sweating too much about it before christmas i guess like i was just getting mm-hmm. done what i could get done um and then from january onwards like really tried to To focus on it and keep pushing, Mm -hmm. um, which is a challenge as you know, I think Mm -hmm. everyone in this room understands Mm -hmm. and it's just a, I guess, slightly different challenge when you're managing a business and a, and a young family. So it's been super interesting trying to work out how to carve out time because I don't Mm -hmm. like our little girls only this age once and I don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I've, you know, we try and parent as much as we can 50, 50, like Mm -hmm. I don't, there's no like lead parent kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't want to cut into weekends. Mm -hmm. So I've basically had to try and make training fit into my work days in a way, Mm -hmm. um, which has meant it's been really stretched. So the the challenge for me is, um, finding any time to, to recover because recovery running around after a two year old is not really recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just trying to find time to put in any kind of length of session Mm -hmm. so going to the gym for an hour is pretty easy going into the garage and doing intervals for 40 minutes is fine but like going out for a five or six hour bike ride has been pretty much non-existent Mm -hmm. throughout the duration of the the prep
0: and was there a key element that you wanted to improve on was it just the fitness or was there you know, was it that, was it specifically that big day, lasting that big day sort of thing? Yeah, I think
1: the biggest worry was, was mm-hmm. can I, can I do two big back-to-back days mm. uh, somewhere like this? That too. Yeah. Do- <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <That's
2: laughs> what, that was my biggest worry yeah. as
1: well. I was like, um,
2: prior to two weeks ago, the biggest mm. ride I've ever done was 1,300 metres. Yeah, similar, okay. or
1: 1,500 was mine, but
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then I was like, I should probably do a big day. <laughs>
3: So i'm glad that. you feel the same way yeah, as well no, mate.
1: That's
0: same it's so funny because i was going to ask you both like what's your biggest doubt coming into this race like so you're both worried about <laughs> can i last this race will i be able to do two back-to-back races so mm. how did you kind of combat that coming in like because you know did you get a chance to do two big days back to back and get a feel for that or did you come in blind and just have to believe you could do it
1: so we me and Cy decided it would be a good idea as a lot of people on the podcast have recommended that you do some kind of like shakedown event like Mm. as as, replicate the demands as much as you can so we came up here in the end of April I think for two days in the middle of the week and just put in two big back-to-back days Mm -hmm. you came and joined us for a a few laps on one Mm -hmm. of them which was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and uh, luckily we rode pretty much all the trails that ended up being on the uh, EWS, no inside information there but it was just lucky that we, we just ran we rode those
0: we rode the most fun trails on the hill they, yeah <laughs> yeah, very
1: true so that yeah. was awesome um and it we did 1500 the first day i think and just mm-hmm. over 1300 the second and it was in a way successful in that we did it mm-hmm. but for me it was also a bit of a disaster because i felt so spaced out at the end of mm-hmm. the first day i felt really sick at the start of the second day and I was just emotionally, massively up and down and struggling through the whole second day. Um, and I guess luckily we'd had um, uh, Jamie from Athletic and Nutrition mm-hmm. on to chat about that side of things. And I'd, he, I think he'd heard that I'd struggled and we talked a bit about that. So I think I just massively messed up on the hydration on the first day um, and a little bit on nutrition as well. And we t- so we tidied that up, we changed the mm-hmm. breakfast. That I was having as well because I think that was part of the sort of nausea feeling on the second mm-hmm. day, um, so that was super helpful. So we did that, and then I knew I had, I had a work trip that was going to be two ish days mm-hmm. of testing, so that was some good riding. And then we did the Bolby Bash in Jura, which is it's probably half this kind of mm-hmm. thing, maybe a bit more than half this, but again, it was two big back to back days yeah. and, and racing. So that that like the last month mm-hmm. running up is the only time I've got any big rides in. Yeah. But I think that's massively saved me.
0: Yeah. And at that, the race that you did, did you get, did you try the nutrition strategy yeah. then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we put that in awesome. and I
1: felt absolutely gold. Normally I'd feel, well, we do it every year, so I know it well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And normally I'd feel pretty sore on the start of the second day, but I felt brand new. It was wow. so good. Yeah. It made a huge difference getting that right.
0: That's mega. Yeah. And what about you, us? Like, did you get a couple of big days in to kind of just go, oh, yep, I've got that?
2: Yeah, a couple. We Mm -hmm. aimed to do back-to-back race simulation days a couple of times, but I never managed to do the second day because I got ill or injured.
0: Really? Um,
2: So I'd never done two big days back-to-back. No. Oh, wow. It was a bit of (laughs) an interesting one. Um, Luckily, us as the the pros, you could say, have it easier than you guys.
0: We actually do. You
2: guys have it so brutal. Doing
0: yeah. You actually race Enduro World Series. We we put on a show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but yeah, yeah you guys have that the day, the day. in between practice yeah. and, and your big race day where you do you do the pro stage try twice, right? Once for like a practice, yeah. and then once for the race stage. Yeah. But it's a bit more rest, I guess. It's definitely yeah. a down oh. day. Yeah, big the downed. way I
2: approached that um, Saturday was just kind of go out, spin the legs, mm. and then have an in high intensity three minute effort but that's yeah yeah just basically a primer for the race (laughs) day it's perfect (laughs) so that was a a big learn for me Mm. yeah
0: so are you quite nervous coming into this because you're like oh every time i've tried to do a big day two days i've not been able to get through it
2: um not nervous it was a small uncertainty yeah but uh, a saying i like to to rely on is control the controllables Mm -hmm. and there's nothing I can do about it there's a lot of things that you can do
3: Mm -hmm. to
0: make
2: your your life easier yeah so just concentrated on those things such as nutrition fueling for the day and stuff like that
0: and did you get an easier week at work on the lead up or (laughs) (laughs) how did that work
2: uh I wasn't on the hill as much Mm -hmm. we had base I think um but no, I was working every day up until EWS. Wow. But it's
0: nice. It's fine. Yeah. And you're obviously a local. Yes. You're a coach. Mm-hmm. You've got mega skills. Max. I I love watching you. Like I, I've watched your all your clips on Instagram and everything. I think but you've got yeah. an amazing style. I've always had mega skills. Even from back when you were a World Cup racer, watching your stuff from back then, was sketchy.
3: Just, <laughs> yeah,
0: but it was sick. I was like, this guy is onto it. Appreciate so, you. Like. You're coming into this round and you've you've got all of these accolades on you. Mm. You are local and a lot of people here believe in you. Mm. We know you're amazing and you can do really well. But with that comes a sort of element of pressure too. And did you feel that or did you just feel confident because you're like, I've done the work, I'm ready?
2: Mm, More so confident. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel any pressure up until I and won the pro stage yeah (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeah. oh
2: man what have I done (laughs)
0: insane by the way that is insane
2: (laughs) yeah and uh, it was more just really excited to get out there and try and do my best and learn as much as I could that was my goal going into the weekend was if I could finish the week being happy with how I rode and I'd learn a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. to to pass on and take on myself then that was that was good enough for me the result would just would just be a byproduct mm-hmm. of doing the right things.
0: And so you've won the pro stage. <laughs> Incredible. And that means ah. so the top five men get reseeded. I think that's so right. So now man. you're going into your first ever EWS race seeded the fastest man on the hill. You're coming down the hill last of every single stage. And now you've you've set the tone for how much pace that you have. everybody's got all eyes on you. Who is this guy mm. <laughs> do you, you're feeling the pressure now?
2: It was pretty interesting, yeah. yeah, um I did consider just not turning up on Sunday, really <laughs> no, well nah, I was always going to come back to it, but Gregor, who I live with
3: mm-hmm.
2: a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, how do you think you'll do?" And I was like, I don't know, like top 30? And Gregor's like, mate, top 30 is fast at the EWS. I was like, all right, top 40 then? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we do that on the pro stage and, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't... Mm, what was the question?
0: That, was rich, that is great. And I just want to talk about the, the pressure because mm. obviously racing downhill it's extremely high pressure because you've got one chance to do yeah. this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just whether you used any of those skills. Cause obviously now you've got all the pressure, all the eyes on you. Did you use some skills from back in those days to sort of deal with those stresses?
2: Yeah, definitely. I have a couple of experiences that I could fall back on where mm-hmm. I've been in the the qualifying first situation. Um, mm. And the last time that happened, it was also very similar conditions and I also went on to do really good in finals. So mm-hmm. I kind of just tried to stay relaxed and think like, "Yeah, hey, you deserve to be here, yeah. um, which is some advice that Lewis Buchanan gave me mm-hmm. um, when he pulled me aside. He was like, mate, fair play. Same for Rory same Cunningham. He was like, you've earned it. Just go out there and like ride the way you have been.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that was really good advice from them. Uh, I didn't really feel any pressure, like you say, because mm-hmm. you've got more chances Mm. Um. Whereas downhill, like you say, it's like all on the line. You just have to do perfect run.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. But definitely I had to shift my mindset a little bit throughout Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, when you head into that first stage, how easy or not was it to sort of harness back into that riding that you were doing? You know, you know, everybody's just like, oh, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm. Is is it as easy as that? Can you? were you just so at one with the bike and everything and just so confident that you could just lock back into that and just keep doing what you were doing? Or did you have to, I don't know, have some other anchor from some, something else to re like get you back Mm -hmm. into that zone?
2: Um, I definitely went into our first stage on Sunday with totally the wrong mindset. Okay. Uh, I went, uh, Balls to the wall as fast as I could. Like super high intensity, like perceived exertion through the roof. and
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, pedaling out of every turn. It's just really scrappy, and then it hit a tree and stopped. And I caught myself. I was like, What the hell are you doing? Mm. Um and this is exactly the same story as what happened to me at the EWS qualifier that I raced about a month or two ago in Fort William, which was yeah. my second ever Enduro race. Mm-hmm. Um I crashed my brains out in my first run then I was like why are you trying so hard <laughs> um so caught myself there and then after that the day went really smoothly and mm. I just backed off and just rode rode the way I know I could
0: but and you had a big crash on the second stage as well didn't you
2: the the stage numbers Sorry. are confusing I, I me.
0: know yeah yeah the second stage of the day stage three of the race so repeat repeat offender yeah
2: uh, not a big crash. I hit a tree and then came to a stop and had a little bit of a fumble. Yeah. Which is frustrating because I was less than a second off the win.
0: Yes. <laughs> God <laughs> like, like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, I looked at Roots and Rain uh, wow. last night and I was like,
0: oh, that's annoying yeah but, no, but so confidence is inspiring isn't it it's like wow yeah i've got some serious pace here mm. when i get down these hills without hitting trees even when you hit trees you still got the serious yeah, pace cool. you know
2: it's it's like you say mm-hmm. really confidence inspiring throughout the day i didn't look at the times though mm-hmm. not, not at all i wasn't wasn't paying attention to that at all i just like i said wanted to be happy with how i was writing yeah and then whatever result i got i you couldn't mm. be upset with it
0: and you're you're jumping straight in with all these top boys, you know, like you're s- surrounded by the cream of the crop. Mm. What was that atmosphere like with those boys riding around and stuff like?
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, I actually said to Jesse and Richie at the top of Big Deal or Feed the Pony as the locals know it, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you guys are so relaxed. Like I thought <laughs> it would be so serious and nobody <laughs> would talk. And Jesse was like, yeah, but we spend so much time together every mm-hmm. weekend. But you can't not be mate,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so compared to a downhill world cup, it's totally different. Nice, it's really relaxed, and mm-hmm. everyone's just having a bit of banter and stuff like that. So, nice, it was a, a much more pleasurable experience than sitting at the top of a world cup for sure.
0: And you won the final stage of the day, hey?
2: I did, yeah, as well. That was a surprise. Back, to
0: back. <laughs> what a feeling! Mm. And you're coming down, you've you've done the majority of the stage you go off that finish ramp thing Mm. you come down those grassy turns amazing crowd i was cheering
2: it was bouncing come
0: on (laughs) yes the local boys doing it
2: no way it was it was loud on track
0: and you go into third like how did that feel
2: um so i was uh, as i was riding up to that final stage i annoyingly heard on the on the Tanoi I think so I must have been commentating um, saying like the top three and I hear my name and I'm like oh no <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so I was trying to not know any of the times mm-hmm. or places all, all day but then at the top of that I was like right I've just got to bring it home for the for the boys mm-hmm. and the girls um, so yeah from then it was a little bit more pressure because oh mm-hmm. my god I've, it's like I could do this Yes, I didn't know if I was at all in the in the lineup for like going better than third but mm-hmm. I was just wanting to like my main motivation was to go sub three because Ruri was like you should have gone sub three man <laughs> 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 after after the first pro stage I was like right I'm gonna do this for Roy cat yeah um and yeah we made it happen yeah wow. 259 to me, 57 was it 57? Yeah, 57 Fair Fair what?
1: Use,
3: yeah what? yeah
1: so you put th- <laughs> three seconds into your First pro stage time, yeah. Button Jeez. on that.
3: Wow!
0: It was
2: Jesse, Richie, and me that went sub three. I think that's wow. insane. Yeah, that was a hell of a track though. eh? we had the conditions were mm. prime and the light
0: was so much better.
2: If, if you've ridden that in Lethen on a sunny day, you'll know that it's super patchy and it's impossible to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had kind of like a an overcast evening mm. afternoon, so yeah. it was if there was a time to do it, it was gonna be then. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And. Um, are you stoked
2: buzzing yeah yeah but yeah like i said i'm just happy with how i was writing and i've learned so much from from just the experience and then i've also grilled jesse to hell all day awesome (laughs) so yeah if if he listens to this then i appreciate you mate yeah took a lot of good things away from that um yeah buzzing
0: and are you gonna do some more
2: i'd love to yeah actually um Winmasters kindly gave me the privateer award, yeah.
0: which is, <laughs> which so is
2: unreal. Um, and he said on one condition that I do at least one more EWS. <laughs> nice, start. nice. So you'll see me somewhere. I don't Men. know where. I don't even know the EWS calendar. So We'll awesome.
3: take,
0: we'll,
2: we'll choose another track that has minimal pedaling and loads of tech.
3: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Men buzzing for it. That's so good. Well, mm. congratulations. I'm absolutely buzzing for you. And I can't wait to see you at another race. Thank you. gonna be meant. And Chris, yeah. you raced. I r- You I did raced it.
1: But I was there.
0: You had a stunning day. Yeah, it was amazing. Sunny. I yeah. know that you were really keen for some dry trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah for please sure. Please be dry. Yeah. And as you're coming into this race week, how are you feeling about it?
1: I felt um I felt all right I felt I I think underlying I was quite stressed Mm -hmm. I didn't really I wasn't really aware that I was stressed if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I felt like well we've done those two days and I messed it up and Mm -hmm. I still made it yeah so it should be good I saw the trail map and I was like well I've ridden all of that I know Mm -hmm. I can ride all of it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's nothing on that that scares me Mm -hmm. which is good because there's definitely some tracks in this valley that are bit more gnarly that could have been a bit more of a challenge um technically uh the forecast looked pretty good Mm -hmm. so i was like well we should be should be good to go here like Mm -hmm. nothing really to be too worried about and then i think that one of the bigger mistakes that i made was that this should have been a race week or a work week Mm. um and for me it was both so i had this is my sixth podcast recording this week um and i got here on tuesday so it's been a pretty hectic week. Mm-hmm. Um, and things always, you know, the schedule gets moved around. People aren't always available when we hope they'd be available and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So the week's been pretty hectic of like planning and trying to keep myself sorted and hydrated and mm-hmm. fed well and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then I slept really badly Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night and came into Friday. Friday was our practice day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came yeah. into Friday like really just tired like Mm -hmm. mentally not there really i guess Mm -hmm. um which then you kind of stress about that and that makes Mm -hmm. things a bit worse so going out into practice on on friday i was excited to get going yeah both of us were like oh we just want to get this thing done now Like Mm -hmm. it's been such a big build up and you know we've done so much to get ready like let's just execute and get it get it done um So we left, I think we left at like quarter past eight in the morning to get stuck in. We were super keen beans. (laughs) Um, Was there
0: quite a lot of people also on the keen bean program? uh,
1: There's a few. We weren't Mm -hmm. the keenest of beans, but um, (laughs) we were pretty up there. Mild keen beans. Yeah, mild keen (laughs) beans. And uh, like the least fashionable people on the hill, we we didn't know. We've never done this before. We knew there'd be a a water stop where we... There was no information on where mm. it would be. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it wasn't even there. We were so keen that it wasn't there till our second time past that spot, okay, anyway. Yes, mm-hmm. um, so we had full packs on three litres of water, oh, half yeah. a ton of food in oh. our bags. And we're just like, right, whatever, we're not going to go without. We're just going to.
0: Smart, yeah, learn from your preparation. From, there you go. must be hydrated and fueled yeah. in order to survive the two days, exactly.
1: So, we don't were rely
0: on anybody else,
1: surrounded by nice. the, all the pocket stuffers. But Control we had our big yeah, yeah, unfashionable mm-hmm. bags on, and we got stuck in. and It was a bit greasy on the, certainly higher on mm-hmm. the head, it was a bit greasy on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um which, I mean, it was fine, but it it made the trails definitely a little bit harder for people at at my level anyway.
0: Well, no, 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 no. Those were the most tricky conditions you can get because the the ground is hard pack and it's just slick on top. So it's quite unpredictable and you're kind of just sliding unbeknownst to yourself. (laughs) For sure, for
1: sure. And I was mentally fatigued. So I was Mm -hmm. really sort of struggling to focus into the riding. So I was Mm -hmm. riding pretty tight and pretty badly um, through practice, which I think, put a lot of fatigue into my body Mm -hmm. um, because I was, the day itself was fine, like riding around all day, Mm -hmm. no dramas. We got around in basically the cutoff time and we'd stop for quite a while to order a coffee and walk a burn and we know we took it pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty steady. So we were like, well, Mm -hmm. we've got it, we've got this, no problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I slept, actually slept really well the night before the race. So I woke up feeling way better, like mentally much more switched on. And the tops of the trails had pretty much dried out. So that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess my biggest concern was repeat offender, fender top to bottom because mm-hmm. it's a long trail, especially when you ride as slow as I do. And um, I hadn't managed to get all the way down it without having a little breather in practice. And I was like, right, this is a long way to go. And I really don't want to have to stop in a race run because that's not very cool, is it? <laughs> and uh so I dropped in stage.
0: Are you okay? Yeah, Yay, I'm just having a cup of tea. I'll keep going <laughs> yeah, in <the> minute. <laughs> a minute. I'm getting the thermos
1: out. This it is was the most physical stage for sure. Oh, yeah. It was long. Yeah. And one, one, had, not stage, sorry, stage two, because again, the stage number oh, is kind of freaky. Yes, yeah. the, our first stage of the day, stage two. Yes. Is short, but we'd, we'd queued for 50 minutes at the top of the stage. Oh,
0: 50, Five, five
1: zero. Because zero, the stage hadn't opened till 10 or something. Um, and there was already quite a big queue of riders by the time the stage opened, because oh, wow. I guess because of martial numbers or whatever, <coughs> yeah. there was something logistically mm-hmm. that meant they couldn't open it. Anyway, so we waited there, and although it was a sunny day, it's quite cold on top of that hill That's and right. the wind, when the wind
3: blowing
0: blows. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, we'd all got really cold. You couldn't really warm back up before your race run, so you just, you're just you going from like freezing cold to race pace mm-hmm. um, and that horrible, dirty sprint into the top of that stage mm-hmm. as well. In a headwind um, as well. In a headwind. So I felt... I, I was like, I didn't feel great after that stage, but it had gone okay. Mm-hmm. So I was wor- really worried about repeat offender. Um, but it went actually went pretty well. I managed to relax into it. I think mm-hmm. because the terrain was a lot easier yeah. going, like less slippery, less unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And it went pretty good. And then I could hear there was a rider kind of getting close, coming into the bottom stage. And I think mm-hmm. that just fired me up a little bit more to kind of let go a little bit. Mm. But I just, the whole day, I really, I said, coming into this event, I want to get to the, position where i can feel like i'm racing Mm -hmm. and i didn't quite get there i feel like i raced the top third or the top couple of minutes of every stage and then i was managing like fatigue in my body like arm pump a bit Mm -hmm. or a fair bit to be fair Mm -hmm. um and just getting to the point where i felt like if i make a mistake it's i'm not i don't feel like i can recover it i'm gonna have a big crash okay So I was like basically fading from kind of Mm mid-stage, like away from a pace that I know I can ride at, which is kind of disappointing in a way. But just the fact that I could ride a fairly steep and technical trail for six minutes was a massive positive. Like I've Mm. never, never, ever done that. And when I look at it, like I, the bit I thought I'd struggle with was the day, like the, the entirety but that was actually fine, mm. and it was the it was the race intensity that I struggled with to maintain over that period. Yeah. But then I've not raced anything longer than two and a half, three minutes. Mm. So how did I expect to be able to race a six minute track? Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the biggest gap. Yeah. In my preparation, really. Mm-hmm. So I think that's for the biggest lesson for me is I needed to come somewhere like this at least and ride without stopping. Mm. For for a good chunk of time and I don't you know I don't even think like fatiguing yourself into the top of a two-minute track would have prepared me f- well uh, you know well enough to race something like repeat Offender, top to bottom so
0: it's so rough because it's like the conditioning of the rattling that yeah. you need for yeah. that amount of time it's yeah, like yeah. yeah you can physically prep yourself that helps you hold the fitness all the way to the bottom but then also on top of that you need the rattling yeah conditioning too yeah and so what are you, what did you prove to yourself this weekend? Well,
3: <laughs> hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. Well, I proved that you could get from pretty unfit. Like I think in October, one one run of the Golfie would have been a pretty big ride for me. Like mm-hmm. it's, what is it? 400 odd meter climb, mm-hmm. hour up the hill kind of thing. And then hour long back down. Like I probably could have done two laps, but I'd have been broken. Mm. And we've just basically done kind of five laps twice in a row so yeah. did you do the full course yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah unreal so that was that was ace. Like Mate, the fact that we awful. could get from october to to now and do that yeah was really good um i proved that i could not give up because there's definitely mm. points where i was like said this to a few people got a bit bored like <laughs> the climbs are so long and you're having to really like take it quite chill yeah so that you don't, you know, burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. You're just spinning away in the same old gear up the same gradient fire road
0: <laughs> three
3: times
1: in a row for an hour a pop. You're really selling
2: endurance. I, you.
3: know, I know. <laughs>
0: But it's just weird because you're like... Chris <laughs> Hall does EWS, gets bored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but when you, like, when you take yourself out of your, of your struggling mind at the I'm time, you're it. like, well, hang on a minute. Look at the view. The sun's out. There's all these mint people around. Everyone's mm. having a good time. Like, it's, it's great, but you get stuck in this, like oh, this is quite hard. Well, I'm mm-hmm. a bit nervous about this next stage. And you just, you you can fit, I anyway, I'm very self-critical and I, I find it easy to get stuck in my mm. own head. So yeah, I was really having to like grab myself and be like, come on, Chris, look at where you are. Like yeah, take in the positives here instead of complaining in your own head about how many pedal strokes you've had to put in to get up this hill sort of thing. So Yeah, there's
0: a lot to manage over the course of the yeah. day that maybe you don't foresee. For because- sure you're just focused on, okay, can I make this whole day? Can I get down these stages? Mm. You yeah. know? and then, like, okay, I've got all this time to fill. Mm. What are my strategies? Yeah, yeah. How, how am I going to do this? So Yeah,
1: because we were out for over seven hours. With all the delays mm. on starting, oh, yeah. we were out for over seven hours. That's a lot of time on your bike mm-hmm. to, like, think. And, mm. you oh, yeah. know, your, your energy naturally ebbs and flows throughout the day, I think, even mm-hmm. if you're fueling well and hydrated. Yep. So you're going to have these, like, emotional highs and emotional lows as you go through it um so kind of yeah trying to just deal with that and Mm -hmm. maintain a a real positive attitude to it and i think that'd be a lot easier coming into it again i think when you don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. you're always sort of second guessing and worrying i think if we came back like strategically i'd do it way differently like i wouldn't carry a massively heavy pack Mm -hmm. because i know now that i could just take what i need pretty much for each run and then top up yeah Cause I know that works,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, just all those kind of little things that it would just make you more comfortable and you kind of know what to expect. I think that would yeah. help. Um,
0: and you rode with Sai the whole day. Yeah. 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 Was that pretty good as well? Having your mate there, you got someone to have yeah. the ban- banter with. Sure. And- it
1: was, it was awesome. Like we're, we're really good friends. We have been mm. for like 20 years. We've known mm-hmm. each other, maybe more. I can't remember. We're old. And, um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> we're old. It's just really nice. Like we've, we've, from literally from november we've shared this kind of like project i guess Mm. together like we've both been we've both taken it he came from a position of much more fitness he rides a lot more often Mm -hmm. than i do um because of his setup and where he's based and all kinds of reasons um but we've both been like puzzling bike setup Mm. and nutrition and training we've learned so Mm. much Mm
0: -hmm. and we've done
1: that together and it's been mint like we came up on those two days together and we'd never have justified the two of us coming on a two-day riding mm. trip to scotland without this race as a as a goal so that's been super nice and then mm-hmm. we stayed in the same like apartment this week and
3: mm.
1: it's been a yeah i wouldn't have i couldn't have picked a better kind of teammate for, yeah. for want of another word to do it with um and yeah i you think super you'd nice.
0: recommend that to other people that are thinking oh maybe i'm gonna try and need to be asked, how am i gonna do it yeah get a buddy yeah someone you're accountable to
1: yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Mm. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes it so much more fun as well because mm-hmm. you're sharing that with someone else. Yeah. Um, and I like, yeah, you could do it on your own, but it's never going to be as pleasurable, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely good. And like, I've learned stuff from him. He's learned stuff from me. Mm. Like we both, I think we neither of us would have done as well if we'd done it on our own. Yeah. For sure.
0: Well done, guys. Team effort. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> Solid.
0: Um, I just want to ask you both one thing you underestimated about this race was there anything
1: uh, i well i underestimated the level of commitment to training i think and i mm-hmm. found that really it's been an interesting in well, there's a couple of things i really mm-hmm. un, i really underestimated that and it's been a real insight into like the work that you guys put in at the top level of this sport or, or at any level for anyone that's kind of racing seriously yeah. right over that that scale of event um and the sacrifices, I suppose. So like it became really clear to me, like I took I took a, a Wahoo kicker on holiday with us um, and set it up in the kitchen mm. so that I could keep doing intervals and stuff while Robin was asleep, mm-hmm. wow. which was ridiculous. And then on the Friday of that week, I was like, well, I need to try and do a decent sized ride. And I had the road bike with me. So I was like, I'll go and do that. And uh, we were at my wife's parents' house. So I wasn't leaving her on her own kind Mm. of looking after the little one, but I was ditching her and the weather wasn't as good as forecast and I didn't really want to go on the ride and I kind of knew I had to do it. And I was a bit sulky about the fact that I had to go out and it's like, hang on a minute, you're ditching your family to go on this Mm -hmm. ride. You don't even want to go on the ride. And I was like, Oh man, you know, yeah, the sacrifices that that you make at, at the top level to, to focus 100% on being ready for the race. I have even more respect for that now. Um so yeah, I think that was a massive underestimate. And then just the other thing was the the level of the top men and women. Like I always watched, you know, the videos and the Instagram clips and all this and I'm like, "Oh, that riding's impressive. Like, that's super cool." But when you ride those tracks in the same conditions on the same day and then you go home and watch the helmet cameras and the Instagram clips and you're like, oh, okay, that's where mm-hmm. it's at, is it? Like, mm-hmm. it's very humbling, like how how incredibly far ahead of us regular punters you are, like just watching and and, you know, people that have ridden the tracks one or two times as well, like how quickly everyone gets up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's blown me away. I, I, I underestimated the level and the amount of work that is involved. I knew it was high,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I didn't realize quite But trying quite to do it yourself, high. you're
0: yeah. like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Which I think is really good for me and for the podcast, right? Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I've got even more respect and, and appreciation, mm-hmm. which is kind of something I wanted to get from this project really was yeah. to like, feel a bit more like I say connected and have a bit better Mm. understanding of it so yeah respect to both of you and everyone
2: else at that
0: level (laughs) and what about you Ines is there anything you underestimated?
2: Underestimated how hard Jesse and Richie pedal out of the start game (laughs) really oh my goodness yeah some what's getting laid down I'm like I've got to do that (laughs) 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 Uh, no I like what you said about sacrifices um Mm. I was watching some road cycling thing on YouTube and somebody asked this this cyclist, like, how, how many hours a week do you train? And he's like, I train 24-7. Like everything you do or this rider did, they saw it as, as training. So whether it be going to bed early, getting up, eating breakfast, hydrating, like having a plan 24-7 is how much dedication you have to put to be at the top the yeah yeah um so that's been interesting to deal with mm. um what with balancing my own training and work and having a social life and stuff it's just been like all right, i want to do this properly so let's do it properly and i've enjoyed it
1: it's been a lot of fun um but hard work like you said mm. for sure yeah, I, I'm i intrigued by that comment you made about seeing Richie and um, and Jesse and how hard they go mm. into the stages. Do you think being in that position that you were, like the last rider on the hill, and seeing that level of intensity those guys take from the off, do you think that helped or changed your approach or hindered? Mm. No, it's spurred me on.
3: Yeah, I was like,
2: let's go, let's do this. You think you went harder as a result of that? I definitely pushed harder at the start gate and tried to maintain that intensity top to bottom. Um, uh, Feed the pony, I wish I'd pushed more. Okay. Mm. Like I probably backed off a little bit more than I would have liked because I knew the track and I knew how physical it would be. But I definitely left some time up there, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just learning yeah um and probably underestimating my fitness and strength um Mm. our first stage which was repeat offender um I was hanging at the bottom and a lot of that was to do with bike setup at the the bottom I was like my rebound is so fast right now (laughs) and I didn't want to be like checking my rebound in front of the the top boys cuz i look like a punter <laughs> no <Nah>. so, <laughs> so we got to the top of the next change i was like counting my rebound it was fully open which is is not normal i don't know why my rebound was fully open so i oh. closed it like four clicks
3: yeah
2: um, and then i could ride my bike again but nice. it definitely wasn't helping the arm pump
3: yeah
2: and um, another thing i learned was
3: mm-hmm.
2: i rarely ride with gloves but riding with gloves is a massive aid to limiting your arm fatigue. Okay. Personally.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Like, wow. What a difference.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you, but I get sweaty hands and then I hold on tighter. And then you go tighter. And then my arms get pumped up way more. This is more. exactly
2: what happened mm. to me on, on practice. I didn't wear gloves. And then I was yeah. like, oh, somebody said you should try wearing gloves, man. So I put gloves on for the pro stage. oh, that worked.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's better.
2: (laughs) Damn it.
1: I was hoping for something extra there. I've already got gloves. Can I wear two pairs? (laughs) Two pairs of
2: gloves probably wouldn't work.
0: (laughs) I'm
1: sorry to break two. Damn
0: it. Or the hand pump tip, (laughs) wear some gloves. I'm already doing that. No. (laughs) Damn it. Um, Awesome. So do you think you'd race again, Chris? Uh,
1: At the end of it, 100% not. And then as with everything, you Mm -hmm. then the rose tinted spectacles Uh. (laughs) very much get put on and uh what i was saying as we wandered over to Innes is like i don't i really don't want to lose this fitness Mm -hmm. um but i'm very guilty of if there's not an event to focus on and not a reason to go to the gym or whatever then you know i don't i don't have currently i don't have like a local riding group that means I get out once or Mm, twice a week so my mm -hmm. fitness can can quite quickly kind of peter off if I'm not getting to the gym or Mm -hmm. doing bits and pieces here and there I really don't want to lose everything that I've gained for this so maybe maybe an event of some sort Mm -hmm. in Canada is a good idea I think we hit peak EWS like the weather was incredible the trails were like good and challenging but well within my capability Mm -hmm. nothing too gnarly um the the event itself was very manageable, not crazy long, not crazy hot. Um I, I don't know if we'll ever we could ever enter an EWS that would be as kind to us as this yeah. one <laughs> um, A gentle sure. introduction. Yeah, but I don't I don't I mean that shouldn't put me off. So sorry yeah, yeah side so already mentioned maybe we should do one of the foreign ones to kind of help help guarantee slightly better chance of good weather but mm. yeah i don't know watch this space like they'll definitely yeah. do more some more racing whether it be in another enduro world series i don't i don't know yeah but i've had a really good time at this one so it's, it's definitely on the list and like uh, our group of mates that have sort of followed us through this mm-hmm. that are on our little riding group whatsapp and stuff like i think they've they've been really positive and they've been massively behind us and it would be cool to see some more of those guys like
0: get a bigger crew for the next one go,
1: like I think they've seen and the, the benefits we've got from it and the enjoyment mm. we've had from it and yeah we might get a bit of a bigger crew so who knows yeah we'll definitely do something
0: awesome yeah. so hopefully in the future we're going to see both of you <laughs> do another one race. of these yeah, yeah and then we can do another a, one of these and a broad race <laughs> recap there you <laughs> yeah. go <Drawing laughs> yeah yeah okay so you did the home race yeah well, let's go abroad it's going to be
2: a test for me for sure yeah um, mm-hmm. Sven asked me about the home advantage and stuff. And it's like, do you think you could back it up away from home? And I was like, I don't know. I think the home advantage is as much on the track as it is just navigating a course. Yeah. A, a, a takeaway for me this weekend was I don't have to think about timings, where I'm going, any of mm. that stuff. Yeah, I'm at yeah. home. Your mental loads. Lower. Mental load. Yeah. Exactly. And I think if I was abroad, then that's just going to be like a massive mental fatigue.
1: Um, thing that's going to impact that and I guess that's where having a team around you helps right mm-hmm. like yeah you, sure. as a privateer mm-hmm. at your home race you're probably less disadvantaged maybe what do you mean less disadvantaged well you're because
2: you're you, not
0: doing so much yourself. like you've, yeah, sure. you've figured out a lot of stuff already coming <laughs> into it but yeah. when you're abroad and then you've got to think about okay how do I get from this stage to that stage where's the supermarket
2: oh man and then where's... you have even more like travel yeah, and yeah. hiring your own car yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah,
2: it's 100 times more, more difficult, mm-hmm. for sure. I've not even done it yet.
1: Interesting. But I, th- I thought it was interesting that you, like, that pro stage win, the pro stage was the only track you, that you won't have been able to ride before the event, right? Mm. So that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. right, well, if he's winning that, this this bodes pretty well because sure. yeah, you know the terrain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that tra- trail didn't exist in its – there was bits of it, obviously, but it was mm. all yeah. put together in a way that I'd never ridden before, for sure. It was but also – very similar to
2: Valeluja Stage Five, which uh, a lot okay. of the people um, racing had raced okay. the week or two prior. Did you race that?
0: I crashed massively did in you? that, so I didn't get to it. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, the um, yeah a lot of people did race mm. race that only four stage. weeks, four weeks before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: interesting. I look yeah. forward to it. Which one are you going to go to?
0: What's the recommendation? Yeah, yeah. Well, which what's what's your kind of your jam? What do you like? <laughs> do you like tech? Do you I like no tight? Do you like dirt? Do you like Give rock? me
2: give me loads of trees and quite short trails like the Twee Valley. <laughs> I'll probably go alright. I just want to like figure it out. I'll do anything. Yeah. I mean, to be a good enduro rider, you need to be a an all rounder. You, you have to be consistent on mm-hmm. anything and everything. Um, it's going to be more uh, a question of when I can get time off
3: work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. The job situation thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're all going to be good this year, mm. I reckon. They're all good locations. So it doesn't matter which one you come to, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to I some holidays. Yeah, you do. You <laughs> do. <been> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on, Chris, as your little host. And, uh, yeah, until the next time.
1: Sorry. That's a wrap. Awesome. Thanks, Kay. Cheers, team.
0: Cheers. All right, so that's a wrap for this episode with Chris and Ennis. I hope you enjoyed listening. Once again, here's Chris to thank our supporting brands.
1: A massive thanks to Wheel One Composites for supporting this episode of the show. If you're in the market for a set of carbon wheels from a brand that really does sweat the details to create a rim that's robust, high quality, and rides like a dream, then you need to head over to wheelonecomposites.com now. As a downtime listener, you can get 15% off any wheel sets built with Onyx Vespa hubs and all rim only products until the 31st of July by using the code VESPA15 at the checkout over on wer1composites.com. That's VESPA15 V E S P E R 1 5 all uppercase over at wer1composites.com. Also, a massive thanks to Canyon for supporting this episode. If you're in the market for an enduro race bike or just a very fast and capable bike over the rowdiest of terrain, then their new drive is for you. As with everything right now, stock is limited, but it is kept up to date on the Canyon website. And if your choice isn't available right now, then you can sign up to Stock Alert emails for that particular model and size by navigating to it over at canyon.com and clicking notify me.
0: All right, again, here are a few other links that might be useful to you downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you don't miss another episode forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch and forward slash ep if you like a copy of the very lovely downtime ep don't forget to spread the word to make sure as many people as possible are listening and learning all about the ins and outs of mountain biking that's it for today there'll be another awesome episode coming up really soon but until next time get out and ride (laughs) Ha <laughs> <laughs>